Welcome to Lion Talks. I'm Bethany Farrell from Career Development at Texas A&M Commerce. Lion Talks is a podcast presented by alumni and friends of A&M Commerce discussing their journeys openly and honestly to teach students and other alumni that designing a life you love is part of a journey and the first step is to take the first step. Yao Jason Osei works as the Technology Director for Campbell ISD. Osei is originally from London, England and has resided in America for eight years. He began his journey in America as a Baylor student athlete where he studied film and digital media with a, major, with a minor in computer science, in addition to playing on the Baylor Bears football team. Jason transferred to A&M Commerce where he would finish his, finish his college football career and graduate with honors with a degree in radio and television with a computer science minor. Osei worked as a graduate assistant at TAMUC and graduated with his Master's of Science. In addition to technology director, Osei has established a career in martial arts and professional wrestling. Osei is currently an MMA fighter with a winning record, and in 2018, he was invited to try out with World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, in Orlando, Florida. Osei believes he got a lot of his his success from positive connections and from a positive mindset towards his goals. Osei believes a lot of his success was gained from positive connections and from a positive mindset towards his goals. His favorite quote is, there are no limits to what you can accomplish except the limits you place on your own thinking. Brian Tracy. Good morning, Jason, how are you? I'm doing great, how about yourself? Doing great. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us today for season two, episode two of Lion Talks. We are so excited to chat with you and learn more about your time at A&M Commerce and um, your story and a little bit about the life that you've designed for yourself. So um, every episode of Lion Talks starts off with the same question. So I will continue that tradition here today. So our first question for you is, what was your favorite part about your time at A&M Commerce? Well, my favorite time about a my favorite part about my time at A&M Commerce was definitely um, all the people and the connections that I met at A&M Commerce. Um, again, you know, I, I, I went to Baylor University before and I transferred into Commerce. Um, and, and a lot of people asked me about um, whether my time at Baylor, you know, would have deferred if I stayed there as opposed to transferring out to commerce. And um, to be honest, I don't even think about it because I think a lot of my successes um, in commerce and also outside of commerce, um, I don't think I would have achieved those if I hadn't gone to commerce. And a lot of that is just due to like a lot of the people that helped me along the way once I got to commerce and a lot of the people that I just got to know. And, um, you know, I say this, you know, as, um, you know, this being one of my favorite parts about commerce, but I also say it's like, you know, a moment of thanks because um, a lot of those people, like, they don't know how much they, you know, big war and influence. But, you know, without them, I don't think that I would have gotten this far. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really appreciative, really appreciative for that. That's great. I'm so glad to hear that you had such a great experience while you were here and had so many people supporting you along the way. Um, you know, we don't, we, li- this is our life that we live, but we, um, are, are blessed when we have people who really support us along the way and who just enrich our lives that much more. So that's wonderful. Um, so talk to me, you mentioned, you know, you transferred from Baylor, which I knew after a quick Google search, 
talk to me about your path and what led you here. Was there something specific that, you know, led you to come to A&M Commerce um, that, that stood out to you about why you wanted to come here? It was purely football at first. Um, so I played at Baylor and I was there for three years and I had picked up a, a bit of a knee injury. So I knew that um, by that point, um, that coming to my senior year at D1 school, that I wasn't probably going to be able to get as much game time as I wanted to. So I, I made the decision to transfer out. And um, we weren't too sure about what the rules were between tra- transferring between um, D1 colleges. So um, the next step was to go down to a D2 college. And then um, I had heard from one of my coaches about A&M Commerce having um, a, a, a pretty much a program that was building up and it'll be a good um, fit to be part of it. And so um, at the time, Coach Carthel, um, he was there and um, I spoke to him and he kind of explained to me about what was going on at Commerce, about um, what they were trying to do there. And it actually kind of seemed, sounded a lot similar to the reasons why I actually went to Baylor in the first place, because Baylor was again when I when I was um, when I was going there, it was a building program, and um, so it was kind of like you know going there and just having a chance to kind of like be a part of um, the group that pretty much turns the program around and starts to build what it's going to become now. And so um, I thought to myself, you know, um, once I came to Baylor for that reason things turned out successful. So um, it kind of felt, you know, almost like a, a deja vu when, you know, you're coming walking into the same situation and it was successful then. So I thought, okay, it's just going to be a successful now doing the same thing, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like just all the um, stars sort of aligned and everything worked out how it was supposed to. Um, you know, we, uh, we were so grateful for everything that Coach Carthel did for our athletics program here and um, I'm, I'm happy for you that you got to you know uh, work with him as an athlete but and you know because he really focused on students not just as athletes but um, as as people too and going on to be professionals out in the world which you have obviously done successfully so that's great uh, we're so glad you joined us here in uh, good old East Texas so um <laughs> From green and gold to blue and gold, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, as someone who is from you know, London, uh, what advice do you have for uh, you know, some of our international students about adjusting to life here at A&M Commerce and thriving at A&M Commerce? I know when I first moved to small town USA, I just moved here from Dallas and it was an adjustment. So um, going from Dallas to a small town was a, a big adjustment for me. I can only imagine what it was like going from London to Waco to Commerce. So um, talk to me about what is some of the advice you might have uh, for someone who's coming here as an international student. Um, my main thing for like, you know, people coming here as international students is um, pretty much get out of this mentality of thinking that you have to do everything by yourself and understand that there are a lot of resources out there for you to, um, to take, um, to take advantage of and that you should use them. And especially um, amongst the international student community, um, just stick together because um, to be honest, you might think that, you know, you're kind of like, you know, going through this alone because obviously it's your journey, but at the same time, like, you know, there's a, a bunch of people going out, going through the same thing with you. And it's always good to kind of like, you know, draw on their experiences, um, draw on what they're going through 
because at the end of the day, you might find like, you know, a lot of tidbits that will help you through as well. And just making sure that, you know, you kind of like, you know, stick to your resources, um, just do a lot of research into like, you know, kind of like the things that are out there for you. And also kind of look at like, wherever you want to stay in this country um, long-term, or if you do plan to like um, go back, because I think that really is a, an important, uh, an important aspect because with, you know, obviously with just like, you know, immigration situations and like, you know, immigration statuses, um, it's one of those things where I'd say it's better not to wait to the last minute to do it because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of steps in the process. So if you know that you want to stay out in America for um, past your college career, it's, I would say like look into that as soon as possible and start, um, you know, kind of like, you know, funneling resources into that because um, the process can be a, a, a very long and tedious one, depending on like what's needed. But if you start early enough, then um, you you will be able to kind of like um, avoid a lot of the roadblocks, which can, you know, which can you can uh, run into, especially try and do it within a quick frame of time. And so um, I would say, like, you know, especially like um, Miss Judy Sackfield, like, you know, that was one of my biggest, um, you know, one of my, my biggest points of resource because she was Canadian. And also um, the fact that, you know, working at Flex, like, you know, she was my athletic director, but um, there was a lot of advice that she was able to give me in terms of like, you know, kind of like the international student process and a lot of, you know, things I could draw from her just to kind of like see that, okay, cool. This is what I should be looking at as an international student. This is what's available to me. And, you know, these things are available to me that I probably didn't know. And then even then putting it out there as well, if there's any international students who um, want to reach out to me personally and, um, you know, kind of like ask my, for my advice or like, you know, just ask about like resources and stuff, they can always reach out to me because I, you know, you know, I want to put everybody in a, in a position of, um, of advantage. And I know that, you know, especially starting out, there's a lot of people I would have loved to have asked about, you know, certain things that I didn't have the opportunity to. So I want to be that resource for people as well. That's great. Yeah, I love that. That's a, a wonderful offer. We'll make sure and uh, share when we post the podcast, we'll make sure and uh, make sure your, your LinkedIn profile or some of your contact information is shared so that students can connect with you. That's a really generous offer because I know that that process can just be so incredibly daunting. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that you had someone as amazing as Judy Sackfield in your corner to help you get that started. But I also think you hit the nail on the head and there's some great advice there to start early. Um, you know, I always tell students it's never too early to start thinking about your career, um, particularly if you are an international student, because that process is so full of red tape and so tedious. Um, and knowing where you want to end up is a really crucial piece to ensuring that it all, all the quote unquote stars align, as uh, I said before. <laughs> <laughs> so would, so you talked about some of the great experiences you had um, at a Commerce and the great people you worked with. Do you think that uh, your time here has helped shape your present and got you where you are today? Yes. Um, the reason why is because um, like, as a student athlete, when I was working, when when I was um, studying at, um, at Commerce, I was also working as well. So I was, um, I did a lot of um, GA work, and also um, I did a lot of like you know kind of work with um, the recreation center as well as um, with KETR online after dark. And to be honest, um, 
those are opportunities that I didn't know were even available to me. And had I been at Baylor, I don't think I would have been able to do those things just because, um, again, the fact that commerce is such a, um, is such a place of opportunity where if you are willing to put forth the work, there's people that are willing to put you in place of opportunity. Those things can actually help your resume and those things can actually help build you out. So it's like, when I look at my resume and all the things that I did at commerce, um, while I'm doing them, obviously I'm kind of like thinking, so, okay, cool. I'm, you know, I'm just kind of going for the motions, but then we actually take a step back and look at all the things that you've done. You're like, wow, I've actually done a lot. And a lot of it's opportunities that I didn't even think that, you know, were even available to me, but, you know, you have like teachers, you have like, um, you know, people, um, people in um, staff positions who have faith in you to go out, to go ahead and actually do that work. And then now you realize that you, you're just getting all this experience. And I think that's when, you know, I, I, uh, that kind of gives context to what I meant by, um, by some of the people that I met, like the Dr. Dempsey's, like, you know, the Sackfields, like the Noah Nelson's who used to be there. And, um, you know, even like working in, um, in advancement with Katura B and so forth. They, they gave me a lot of opportunities, which, um, to be honest, um, as a student, you know, you kind of think to yourself, oh, like, you know, I'm never going to get those, I'm never going to get the chance to, like, you know, work within a department that does such big things for the school. But then you're working there and you're finding that you're learning so many valuable skills. And so now when you're, like, especially my role now where I'm a technology director, I can actually draw in a lot of those skills as, you know, not so much um, from a technology standpoint, because, like, obviously that, that requires a technical skill set, but even just from, like you know the experiences i had just working with some of the people that i had to work with you just like learn like okay cool i've, I've been in this situation for i know exactly what to do i can draw in this experience and that's the valuable thing that i think you know like some people might not get in other places but at a place like commerce like you know as i said again like you know they are willing to put you in positions of you know prominence if you again show that you're willing to uh to put the work in and you know even if you don't think you're ready they will think that you're ready you know that's what i think you know again it's a, a valuable it's a valuable experience that you know has helped me so much like in many ways that i can't even describe it to you yeah absolutely and i um i love that you mentioned katuri she's wonderful to work with and i i think i i remember seeing on social media a picture of you and katuri is, you know, Katuri is not quite as tall as you. <laughs> um, and I remember seeing a picture on social media at some point um, with the two of you. And I just, I'm reminiscing on that. And it, I think it's so important what you said about taking advantage of those opportunities. I think that's absolutely one of the best parts about AM Commerce is at a huge school of 20,000 people, the opportunity to work directly with the VP of advancement or to work directly with the executive director of the radio station are few and far between. And um, I think that that's something that our students really, because of our small class size and our um, smaller student body, we're able to really build those one-on-one -on -one connections. I mean, there's not a lot of college campuses where you literally see the president walking his dog. It's just becomes commonplace. You're like, oh, there's the president. I mean, at other schools, that's not quite so common. And I think that's one of the things I just love about 
um, our school and about the things that we have to offer here, um, both of our students and our alumni. It really truly is a family. It sounds cliche, but it really is um, a, a lifelong family. And yeah, no, it's, in terms of saying like it's a lifelong family, I think that's the main thing because it's like, you know, even even afterwards, you have like a lot of people that um, still reach out to you to kind of check how you're doing. Um, you still have, you know, um, lots of connections that you meet um, just through other connections. And in, in you know, the amount of lions that I've met um, who I could be randomly wearing like one of my Lions Athletics T-shirts just to, you know, go to the airport or something. And it's just like, you know, wearing it because, oh, I'm just like wearing my Lions T-shirt. And then you meet somebody and they're like, oh, wait, you went to AM Commerce? And you're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you met like a new connection and you just never expected it. And I think that's, um, again, one of those those valuable things where being an AM Commerce line, you just don't really, uh, you don't really, it, it doesn't really click until like sometimes like you get out of AM Commerce. Um, and then you kind of realize like, hey, you know what? I have absolutely like, learn a lot because obviously when you're in the pressure cooker of trying to get assignments done and you know trying to um and, and trying to get work done you don't really take time to kind of like you know just reflect and see okay cool this is all the things that i'm you know starting to learn these are all the things that you know i'm all the resources that are at my disposal but then once you kind of get out and you kind of realize like you know the amount of connections that you have just from the school which you might not even met at the school in the first place then you start realizing that wow, you know, I've I've literally picked up a ton of resources and I didn't even know it. And these are resources that are at my disposal. And this is what's going to help to guarantee my success in my career and in my, in my life plus commerce. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are so many services that we provide to students even after their graduation. Um, you know, this is a shameless plug for my department, obviously, but it, we provide career and job search assistance to students beyond graduation. So if you're an alumni, um, that service is always available to you. And that, that is not um, something that is provided by every university. And, um, you know, I went to a large SEC school and I remember when I was thinking about changing my first job, I had to pay several hundred dollars to meet with a career coach as an alumni at my career center. And so I think that's, I think that family uh, relationship just continues on. And I too have seen the people in the airport. Well, I mean, I haven't been to an airport in a very long time because uh, of COVID, but um, I vaguely remember being in an airport at some point in 2019. Um, and um, you see people, I love when I see somebody with the ETSU shirt um, or, you know, and you can, um, I, my husband gets on me because I will talk to a stranger walking by with no problems. And um, I love to, you know, say go lions and the, the like people just light up when you say that, um, you know, or when you see them anywhere, I mean, I've seen them everywhere I've been. And so I think it's a really cool connection that we've built um, not only here in commerce and, and the DFW market uh, Metroplex, but all across the country. So lions are everywhere for sure. Um, that's great. So what advice do you think you would give to a student? Um, you know, you talked about the decision to transfer from Baylor. You faced a knee injury. You were facing some uncertainties with regards to football. What advice would you give to students who might be currently facing some adversity or a tough decision 
um, are going through a rough time, uh, what advice would you give to them? Um, the advice I'll give to them is you have to kind of like know what you want to do in life, you know, kind of like know your why and know what you want to do. And that will always guarantee your decision. So, you know, I knew that I, I came here to America, like, you know, football was the primary goal um, and the degree was the bonus. And so I knew like, you know, that kind of like guaranteed my decision. I knew that even, even and even still in saying that, I knew that I couldn't go and play football unless I did get like graduate and get my education. So it wasn't like, you know, I was kind of saying like I was going to sacrifice my education for football, but I knew that that was my, you know, that was a big decision for me. And I knew that in saying that, as long as I knew what I wanted to do in life and as, as long as I was kind of clear and concise on how to get there, that I was never going to be in a position to fail. And the worst question you can always ask yourself is what if, like, what if I had done this and what if I had done that, you know, what could, what trajectory could I have been in? Especially if it's something that you are kind of like 60, 40 leaning towards, like, you know, I 60% want to do this. 40% know that I don't want to do this. If that 60% is like, you know, kind of like still in your mind, then that means it's something that you probably should go and do and not ask what if, because at the end of the day, I always say it's better to, um, it's better to try than to not know what would have happened if you didn't try. And I don't like to use the word fail because I don't believe that there's any failures because I believe that in life you will, you will end up where you need to be. And usually what you kind of like will realize is through life, you're probably building up a lot of skills. So even if you don't hit the, the end goal that you think that you probably want to be, there's probably success underlying that where you will find that you will either be in the realm that you want to be, or you will find that you will actually find what you're meant, your, your true calling within that. So, you know, like, uh, again, I didn't go into play professional football, However, like, you know, I did go into find like, you know, a successful career within like, you know, the sports entertainment realm of mixed martial arts and then even getting my WWE tryout um, and still having links with the WWE where they're still kind of scouting me to, you know, possibly go into become a professional wrestler as well as becoming the technology director. And it's kind of one of those things where just because that original goal didn't work out, I still went and tried. So I still found out like, you know, whether I was meant to be a football player. Ultimately, the question, ultimately the answer was no, but I didn't stop working within that. And because I didn't stop working within that, I was still able to find the actual path, which I enjoy, which is the path that I'm on right now. So I would say my advice is like, always just go and try at least. And within that, don't stop working. Make sure that you're always still working, always building up the skills, always staying a student of like, you know, kind of like the the things that you want to do. And that's really a key essence, the things that you want to do. So like, don't, don't put your, all your eggs into one basket, find like a plan A, B, C, and D, like, you know, like know the things that you like to do and know that, you know, like, again, life is more like a, like a, a, a tree where there's branches rather than a straight line. You might try and find that straight line, but if you kind of fall off, then you might get a bit lost. But if you kind of think of it as a branch where like, you know, this is an option or that's an option or this is an option, then you'll always find that at some point you're going to find your way to where you need to be. And then that's going to, you know, kind of lead to your eventual happiness. Yeah, absolutely. So you said a couple of things that I 
Um, you know, if we'd been in public, I would have had my like, praise hands up. Um, good to preaching my message too here. Um, I definitely um, agree on the failing front. I think, you know, even when we fail, we succeed. Um, you know, we talk, I talk with students a lot about failing forward and the idea that just because you failed at something doesn't mean that it was all is lost um, or that you didn't exactly achieve the, the goal you thought you set out to because it could have created another goal. I mean, I went to college thinking I was going to, you know, be a, a newscaster and two weeks in, I realized, oh my God, I hate being in front of the camera. I like being the person behind the scenes and, you know, I, I never in a million years would have thought that I'd live in, you know, a small town, Texas, recording a podcast with alumni of the university I worked for. Um, but that's where my life took me. And I think that's so important to remember um, that it might not be the original goal, but the ultimate goal is your happiness and how you define success is totally up to you. It's not up to everybody around you. It's what you, if you feel successful and you feel like you've made it and um, then, then that's what matters. And it sounds like you do feel that way. You've got so many cool branches of your tree going on right now. It's just so cool to hear your story. So I have a question. How did you end up uh, becoming the, the technology director in Campbell? So with that, like um, a lot of my, um, a lot of my degree bases, um, as well as like, you know, um, doing like RTV and um, film and digital media, which was a, uh, and a big part of like what I did at, um, at Commerce and also at Baylor, um, I had computer science within there as well. So then um, I was still studying computer science and then also still doing like, you know, kind of like solo studies as well. Like where, um, I mean, a lot of my evenings are spent like, you know, just studying and reading like random, well, people might call it random facts, but it's like, you know, kind of stuff that kind of relates to what I'm, um, to what I'm doing as well. But um uh, what I did is um, I went on um, a teacher job board and um, I saw the Campbell application open for um, for the technology director. So I applied um, kind of like, you know, not knowing what was going to happen because, again, like being an international student, being international, it was kind of like one of those things where you're kind of thinking to yourself like, oh, God, like, you know, maybe this might be a job that, you know, might go to an American. But, you know, again, I don't I won't know unless I try. So um, I decided to apply and then um, went for the interview. Um, interview was very successful. And then, yeah, that was pretty much it. Like, you know, they, um, they decided to bring me on. And even then, like, you know, within that, I think working in a school district, you don't realize how much of an impact that you have on such young lives. Um, you know, I'm just a technology director, but, you know, it's, you know I, I, I get to talk to the kids all the time and, you know, they were challenging me to like sports games, basketball games, all that stuff. Like, you know, kids saying that like, hey, Mr. Jason, I can beat you at football and stuff. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> Do you let them um, win? No. Like, you know, no. You I, I have a five-year-old and I never let her beat me in like match game or guess who either. But um, it's made her a little competitive though. So I may have, uh, done so. I might have done this to myself. <laughs> Look, if you're not trying to compete, then you sh you shouldn't be playing. That's the that's the that's the, that's what's going to be the motto. <laughs> That's going to be the first quote in your coffee table book of your quotable moments. <laughs> but... we're not trying to win, we're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, um, that's really cool that you, um, that's how you found your job. I know the online job searching process can be pretty daunting. So 
it's always good to hear about uh, success stories of people who persevered and made it through the seas of applicants that can be sometimes um, in those online applications. So thank you for that. Um, so you, you know, you talked about, um, you know, not looking back and always looking forward, but is it looking back, is there anything that you would change about your journey, um, about your higher ed experience? If you knew, you know, knowing what you know now, is there anything you would change or you would tell your, you know, young 18 year old self when you were coming here? Uh, do you think there's anything you would change? Yeah, I think, well, one thing I would change, and, you know, I think probably might, I don't know if it probably might be a common, you know, a common trait amongst um, amongst people who answer this question, but I would, have, I would have told myself to just kind of be more confident, you know, just trust a lot of my decision-making, like, beforehand, because a lot of, there was a lot of things where I kind of second-guessed myself and, you know, where it could have probably led to, like, a better opportunity, not saying I didn't get, I haven't got good opportunities right now, but it could have probably led to a better opportunity at that time. Just because I was like, you know, just, uh, I don't know if I should, it didn't happen. And, you know, then kind of looking back on it, it was like one of those things where you kind of realize that, oh man, like, you know, I really could have, it really could have been good for me or it really could have, um, you know, kind of turned out well for me. Like, you know, like for instance, like, you know, certain, like, you know, certain, um, certain roles um, within like, you know, kind of like, the school where you know there were certain like you know roles I could have taken you know at, um, a few of my GA ships and a, a certain roles I could have taken even when I was like being a student worker but just because I didn't really think I was ready for it yet or I didn't think I was worthy enough at the time I didn't take them and you know now it's kind of one of those things where I kind of realized that you know what it could have been a good experience for me and maybe I was ready you know like and I should have had more belief in myself and my abilities um and serves like that in myself and it's not saying to be um overconfident or cocky but it's to say like you know like to be honest part of being successful and kind of going through is just to be able to say to yourself like at this time in your career like you know you have to be able to know that you either earned it or you're ready for it because if you don't get into a position of saying like you know like hey i'm i'm ready for it now you're going to consistently keep on doubting yourself and you, you, and it can turn into like a more of a snowball effect where instead of like you being ready at this magic moment in time, you're just compounding this, um, this amount of disbelief. And then eventually you're going to have to try reprogramming yourself to say like, no, I actually am ready. I'm actually am able to do this. So I would say that probably would be the one thing in hindsight I would probably go back and change. It's just coaching myself to say like, if I'm being asked to do this, it means that I am ready, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate your willingness to, um, you know, say that you had your moments of kind of self-doubt because I think every student um, second guesses themselves. And uh, I think if we can you know, build up our confidence and I, I often tell students when they're in a job search process, I, I like to remind them that, you know, you deserve this, right? because I want them to know that they do deserve to go on and be successful. They've put in the work, they've put in the time and that is the next logical step. So sometimes it's just remembering that, Hey, I deserve this. I deserve to live a great life. I deserve to go on and be successful in a role that makes me happy. So I appreciate that. Um, so I have a few more questions for you, but one I want to ask now is, um, 
what is one of the, so you talked a lot about um, the people you met while you were at A&M Commerce and the people you met along the way, how they helped you and gave you advice. What would you say is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, the best piece of advice that I've ever received. Ooh, I think the best piece of advice that I ever received was just to always kind of like, you know, listen and be observant. Um, the reason why is because um, the the person who said it um, was like saying like, you know, like the, the way that they became a lot of, of really successful was just by absorbing information rather than like, you know, trying to give it. Um, not in a way of like trying to say like, hey, like, you know, kind of like be, um, how to put it, um, be passive. But saying like, you know, you will always like kind of like learn a lot of like um, things that will help you in the future. So, you know, I, I kind of like tend to like, you know, like sometimes people might see me sitting in a room and they think you're really quiet. But it's like, no, actually, I'm actually like literally sitting down listening and learning because le- legit, to be honest, a lot of like things that I kind of use right now have been just things that I have taken from just like you know like listening to conversations or just um you know even just like watching other people teach other people and so then now i'm able to regurgitate it and actually use it to help me where people are like wow that's actually useful information and it's like well it's not even information that i, do, I made up by myself it's information that i actually learned secondhand from watching somebody else do it or hearing their conversation with somebody else or even just like hearing their conversation with me where i was just like becoming just that person that was just sitting there just digesting the information as opposed to trying to impart my wisdom on the, on the, on the information. And it's, if you do that, it's not to say that you're not smart or there's someone out there smarter than you, but it's just to say like, you know, you, you, we're living in a world where everybody's so different that everybody has a different outlook on the world. And you have to understand that it's more like a puzzle where we different pieces have different um different pieces have different purposes but if we're so kind of stuck on what our purpose is sometimes we might be selling ourselves short in terms of like what we might be needing to go and actually solve a different problem so i try to take myself out of the situation and understand you know in a pretty much like a global um a global setting where it's like yeah i want to you know learn this from this person and learn this from that person because that might be useful information at some point you know because i don't know that information right now so why not just take the information from somebody who does that is some great advice um we we often we kind of feel like we have to know everything and i think when we open ourselves up to accepting other people's advice and that maybe somebody does know more something uh, more than i do about something and if they have do have an experience that i haven't thought about i think that's so important to just incorporate into your everyday life. So that's really wonderful. Thank you for that. So I'm going to, I'm bringing back an old school question that I asked at the beginning of last season. I kind of let it go, but I, I can't help myself. And I really want to bring back this question. So um, I am a former recruiter and I work in career development. So I love to hear how people answer interview questions. So (laughs) I'm going to ask you just a few rapid fire questions that your answers don't have to be too long or too in depth, you know, um, but I'm going to, I'm ready. I'm going to ask you, so are you ready? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. So what would you say is your greatest strength? Oh, my greatest strength is my ability to adapt. So I feel when I say ability to adapt, it means that, um, 
I'm able to be in a situation and, you know, no matter what, no matter what situation is and no matter who I'm with, I'm able to try and like, you know, assimilate and just like, you know, kind of like understand how things work there and just try and, you know, kind of like basically add on to that instead of trying to change things or, you know, trying to say like, oh, you know, this doesn't work because I learned it this way. It's like, no, like after when, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So I think my ability to adapt is probably one of my biggest strengths. Absolutely. I love that answer. So on the flip side of that coin, and you probably knew this was coming as soon as I said strength, but what would you say is your biggest weakness? <laughs> my biggest weakness, I would say, is probably my my need to be able to do everything. I feel like, you know, sometimes I kind of like want to multitask too much to the point where it can I it can become like a little bit overwhelming, but then stuff starts slipping through the cracks just because I'm trying to take on too much. And I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's, to, it's, it's still a work in progress, but you need to kind of know your limits and know when there is um, times where you have to just say like, hey, you know what, I, either I can't do it now or I just can't do it. And, you know, just work within your means because otherwise, if you're trying to sell your, if you're trying to spread yourself thin everywhere, you're going to find yourself like, you know, kind of like, you know, just letting multiple things slip through the cracks and it might not end up being the go the way that you want it to go. Yeah, absolutely. I heard somebody not too long ago tell me that, you know, you can keep putting all these things on your plate, but your plate isn't getting any bigger. There's still 24 hours in the day. There's not, you're not making any more time. So, um, you know, as I'm an achiever by nature and I feel as though you probably are too, um, you know, you, you want to do all these things. You want to say yes all the time, but there's only so many hours in the day, days in the week, months in the year and room on the plate for things. So I think that's really um, the strength, but can also um, you know, be to our own detriment. So um, my last sort of out there interview question is if you could be any part of the bicycle, what part of the bike would you be? Ooh, if I could be any part of the bicycle, what part of the bike would I be? I think if anything, I'll be the brake. Um, because I feel like, you know, sometimes you have to, there might be times where everybody wants to go like full steam ahead, but there has to be the one person that kind of like, you know, just reins it back in a little bit, not so much to kind of be the, um, the negative Nelly, but so much to kind of like, you know, just say, Hey, like, let's take some time to actually analyze the situation to really see if the route ahead is like where we like need to go. And it might be where we need to go, but like, have we actually sat down and like, you know, kind of like made, you know, going through this and going through all the P's and Q's and understood, you know, all the, the, the detriments and benefits of this situation, because we don't want to go full steam ahead without like analyzing everything you know, 100% because then we might hit like a, a bump and then all of a sudden the bike is destroyed, you know? So it's kind of good to like, sometimes just rein that break in. So then that way we're like making sure that, Hey, whatever we're doing is the best thing for the bike. Yes, absolutely. We got to keep the bike intact because if the bike frame gets destroyed, then we're going to have, we're going to have bigger problems on our hands. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Those are all my um, cheesy rapid fire interview questions. And so I'll just wrap up with one last question. Um, if you can leave our listeners with, you know, if they just remember one thing from your podcast 
or from your episode of Lion Talks, what would you want that one thing to be? That one thing is just to never give up, ne- never stop moving. I, I think, you know, it's easy for, it's easy, especially like, you know, now, like we're kind of like in this um, time of the pandemic and um, everybody's going through it. You know, everybody is affected one way or another and and to be honest it's more so like you know a little bit more negatively than positively um just don't stop moving because the thing is like once you once you stop moving you're not giving yourself the chance to get to where you need to be and somebody always said you will always fail 100 of the opportunities that you never take but you know at least if you're taking the opportunities you give yourself a chance to get there and the thing is how big that chance is it was always depending on how much work you put in. But at the same time, it's like you can't put in that work if you're not giving yourself the chance to do that. And, you know, the world doesn't stop moving just because we stop. You know, the world is going to keep on moving and it's going to go on without us. And, you know, you have to make sure that you don't stop neither. And when I say don't stop, it's not necessarily meaning like, hey, like, you know, push through it like you know and you know just be tough and have a tough gym because I, I know that's like you know kind of like the mantra sometimes but it's even to say like you know if you're going through like you know say for instance you're going through like you know mental health situations depending on this stuff seek help you know that's moving as well because that's like knowing that hey i'm going through something tough i need you know help to get through it it's like knowing that like hey if you need to speak to somebody go and speak to somebody if you need to go and talk to family members talk to family members if you need to like, you know, get seek help from friends, like, you know, if you're like going through like a, a situation where it's tough to look for a job, go see, you know, go see the career center at the, at the university because there are people out there to help you and you can't not take the steps forward just because you don't feel like you have the resources. If they're out there, you just have to make sure that you kind of like find your way to get through it. And get to where you want to be because ultimately, you know, your happiness is not going to be found by you stopping. It's going to be found for you, like, you know, fighting through situations and finding ways to succeed. And, you know, finding ways to succeed, help is never a weakness. It's never a crutch. It's actually there to help. So use those things and, and yeah, don't stop moving. Like, you know, I think everybody out there can go and achieve anything they want to do. And it's just up to you to go and get it and, you know, just go and get the things that you deserve. That's great. I appreciate that advice so much. Just keep moving. Um, you know, like just keep swimming, just keep, you're going to, it's going to all get to where it's, it's meant to end up to be anyway. So, um, that's really great advice. And, um, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you taking the time out to talk with us today for episode two of lion talks. Uh, we've enjoyed having you and, um, we look forward to watching you go on to continue to be successful and keep moving forward in your career. So thank you again. And we will see you soon. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to Lion Talks, a production of the staff of career development at Texas A&M Commerce. If you are in need of job search assistance or are an employer looking to hire a lion, please email us at hirealion at tamuc.edu. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you can join us in two weeks for the next episode of Lion Talks. To stay updated about our programs, services, job opportunities, and upcoming hiring events, 
please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TAMUC Hire a Lion.